0: Chapter 5. The light of Christ is a beacon that leads to his presence. And I, John, saw that he received not of the fullness at first, but received grace for grace. And he received not of the fullness at first, but continued from grace to grace until he received a fullness. And thus he was called the Son of God because he received not of the fullness at first. Doctrine and Covenants 93, 12-14. Each of us is born into this world with the light of Christ. This light is in us and in all things. It fills the earth and the heavens and the universe. It is everywhere in all immensity without exception. It is variously described as light and life and law and truth and power. It is the life that is in all things. It is the law by which all things are governed. It is truth shining forth in darkness. It is the power of God who's sitting upon his throne. Footnote, Bruce R. McConkie, a New Witness for the Articles of Faith, page 257 every choice each decision we make while in mortality will either increase this light in our lives or decrease it doctrine and Covenants section 88 further teaches us that this light is the very power by which god created the universe he lovingly gives us a portion of this light to lead and guide us in truth throughout our mortal sojourn we must also remember that all things that are temporal were first spiritual and that there is a spiritual component to everything Our physical bodies are made of matter our spirits are also made of matter though this matter is more refined footnote doctrine and covenants 131 you can think of our physical bodies as being a pot of water and our spiritual bodies like water vapor coming up from the boiling pot the vapor is still water or matter just harder to see matter is comprised of energy elder john a woodstock taught Matter, wherever found, and in whatever form, also possesses energy. This is an important foundation to understanding why it's important to be mindful of the types of energies with which we surround ourselves. Everything can have an effect on our energy. The food we eat, the media we use, clothing we wear, places we live, people we associate with, literally everything affects our energy. This is because all things generate a frequency. The earth, plants, animals, and even rocks all generate a frequency. No surprise that as the offspring of God, we also emit a specific frequency. The frequency can vary depending on our state of health. Think of navigating through the radio dial. You may have a favorite station or two that you like to tune into. There may be some that you don't care for at all. Our bodies are no different. The things that we bring into our lives either raise or lower our frequencies. We send this frequency out into the world and attract more of it into our lives. We must make a conscious effort to raise our frequency so to that which is godlike because the natural man is constantly fighting against it. Have you ever walked into a room where people were arguing? Do you recall the uncomfortable sensation you could literally feel in your stomach? Have you ever heard that expression cut the tension with a knife? The negative energy that comes from fighting when it comes in contact with our with your otherwise happy energy fights against it. It actually appeals to the natural man and seeks to drag you down. On the flip side, do you know someone who is always positive and bubbly? Every time you are around that person that they are lifting others up, your spirit is attracted to this energy and desires to be around it. The spirit and natural man are always in opposition to each other. And the purpose of this life is to get our natural man to yield to the enticings of the spirit. Elder widso also taught, the sum of the matter of energy, whether they are different or alike, will always remain the same Rational theology. This means that there is always going to be a give and take between our body and spirit. There may be times when we eat some junk food and it will take its toll on the body. The spirit will have to then compensate for what is lacking, which will deplete the spirit's energy. If our spirits are lacking and we are not filling our lamps with the daily oil they need, we will feel more worn down physically. The experiences we have in mortality place us in a situation to raise or lower our frequencies. Life generates a myriad of emotions, and emotions are one of the biggest attractors of energies. Fear, doubt, sadness, despair, hatred, etc. are considered low-frequency emotions. Love, charity, understanding, hope, and faith are higher frequency. When low-frequency emotions are experienced, we distance ourselves from the light of Christ, or the light within us. We can choose to increase that light by allowing the atonement of Jesus Christ to change, our, change the physiology of the body, the pain in the heart and wounds in the soul. The more we allow the power and authority of Jesus Christ to change our nature and body, the more we increase in ability to house this light. The more light we can house, the closer and more capable we are in dwelling with the Spirit and eventually entering into the presence of God. So what are some things we can do to increase the amount of light we allow into our lives? Not in any particular order of importance, seek what is meant for you. The foods we put into our temples or bodies, there are mounds of studies explaining the difference between whole foods and processed foods. Processed foods are harder for the body and digestive system. They may contain toxins and addictive substances. Even cooking whole foods can lower their vibrations before we eat them. Try to eat things to the closest state of their original creation. The clothes we wear. Think of how we clothe in the temple, modest and simple. We can choose to follow the fashion of the world with emblems and symbols of Babylon, or we can dress neatly and simply and give our glory to God. How we spend our time. We can look for ways to serve others in the temple, in our homes, in our communities. The ways are endless, and when we look outside of ourselves, we are inviting light into our lives. The people we associate with. Oftentimes we cannot control those who come into our lives. Yet we can set healthy boundaries in difficult relationships and seek the company of those who would lift us up. Entities We are taught that the spirit world is here on earth. The spirits of the departed as well as those who had never had bodies are here with us. Nearly half of the miracles the Savior performed in his life involve casting out negative, evil, or unclean spirits. These are negative entities. Entities We are also counseled to pray for the company of assistance of angels from the heavenly realm. The frequency we emit is like a beacon to those entities, good or bad, that reside on the earth. We should learn to cast out the evil and live in a way as to invite the angels to become our associates. Use the atonement. The power of the atonement transforms everything into light and truth. We should quickly repent of the things we struggle with, call on the Savior to assist us, and partake of the sacrament often. The sacrament is blessed to sanctify our souls. Its purpose is to make us holy. Our self-talk. We should always speak of ourselves as Heavenly Father would. We are divine beings. We would not put ourselves down in any matter, Or we should not. Yeah, we should not put ourselves down in any manner. God created the world with his word. Words have tremendous power. Footnote for that is a long website that I will put in the show notes on learning Zion. Our belief system. There are belief systems that develop over a lifetime that can limit our capacity for light. An example could be a person who is victimized and struggles with forgiving their perpetrator. This person feels angry and resentful, and they might feel that they are justified in their anger. Footnote, Satan organizes his armies in ranks and categories. In the scriptures, you may have heard phrases such as spirit of contention, spirit of anger, spirit of infirmity. That's because these evil or unclean spirits have literally been given assignments to inflict those things upon us. They know full well that when someone cuts you off in traffic, they can get you to be angry and feel justified in that. Then when you go to pick up your lunch, you ordered online, and the restaurant is running a little behind, you still have that anger, and you start to take it out on the staff at the restaurant, because you are justified. One thing can ruin a whole day if we let it. They are right there waiting for us, through everything we experience in life, to inflict upon us every negative emotion and thought possible. They do this enough, we start to believe it, and then start projecting it into the universe, until ultimately, it comes back to us. Unchecked, this belief leads to light being withheld. These emotions turn into pride and can turn into behaviors of desiring or seeking revenge, lashing out or controlling others. This belief then separates the individual from God and they can't feel the presence of the Holy Ghost or any deity. Contrast these with a person who has a belief system that they have a divine mission and purpose. They feel secure, loved, and complete. Their behaviors lead them to commune with God, have compassion, and serve. The important thing to remember is that the atonement of Jesus Christ is real and has real power. It can turn anything that is negative, in any degree, into positivity. Consider the examples in the following chart of real-life situations where negative beliefs and lifestyles can form and how the atonement can transform those into light. Please note, this list is not meant to be all-inclusive. There are many, many factors that go into each of the things listed here, and the list is very simplistic. Life is much more complex than this. It is only meant to show the possible digression or advancement that we may choose. Remember, thoughts become beliefs, beliefs become behaviors, and behaviors become personality. No wonder the scriptures teach us to control our thoughts, as in Mosiah 4.30. This chart has five columns, event, negative emotion, limiting belief, behavior, and personality. First event. I was abused. The negative emotions are fear, disgust, and shame. The limiting beliefs are I am not safe. I should be afraid. I cannot trust others. The behavior is withdrawn, defensive, and paranoid. The personality is timid, unfriendly, and neurotic. Event number two. I committed sin. The negative emotion is shame, guilt, and humiliation. Limiting belief. I don't deserve blank. I'm not worthy of blank. Uh, The behavior is play small, secretive, and self-loathing. Personality is lazy, unruly, and apathetic. Event number three, disfigured in an accident. The negative emotion, humiliation, shame, and horror. Limiting belief, I am ugly, I am a victim. Behavior, body image issues, and thoughtlessness. Personality, self-destructive and self-centered. Fourth event, a spouse cheated. Negative emotion, despair, forlorn, hopelessness. The limiting belief, I am unlovable, I will never trust again. Behavior, victim, play small, blame others. Personality, defeated, depressed, and standoffish. End of chart. Compare these with the following chart, where the individual was able to turn to Christ in these situations. This is not to say these results happen immediately. Lessons must be learned, and these results can and do come. Truly... And if all men come unto me, I will show unto them their weakness. And I give unto men weakness, that they may be humble. And my grace is sufficient for all men that humble themselves before me. For if they humble themselves before me and have faith in me, then will I make weak things become strong unto them. Ether 12:27. This chart has five columns. First, use of atonement, positive emotion, empowering belief, behavior, and personality. Use of atonement number one. Pray for strength, understanding. Positive emotion, love of God, peace, empowerment. Empowering belief, all things work for my eternal gain. Behavior, trust in God, set strong boundaries. Personality, confident and loving. Use of atonement number two, humbly repent. Positive emotion, forgiveness, love, joy, and hope. Empowering belief, I know God loves me, I am worthy. Behavior, I repent daily. And a relationship with God. Personality, peaceful, ambitious, and balanced. Use of atonement number three, pray for comfort. Positive emotion, love of God, security, enlightened, open. Empowering belief, I have a divine mission and purpose. The behavior, connected to divine reach out to others. Personality, compassion, charity, and strength. Use of atonement number four, pray for broken heart to heal. Positive emotion, hope, peace, caring. Empowering belief, I am enough, I am loved. Behavior, dependable, encouraging. Personality, emphatic, observant, helpful, and humble. End of chart. The light of Christ is a conduit. Once activated and enlightened, more light begins to flow into our individual conduits. We may be prepared to receive more and more light. Our bodies will actually begin to change. The next step many of us have already encountered By receiving more of this light becomes the desire to be baptized and receive the Holy Ghost. The light of Christ is how the Holy Ghost communicates with us. Joseph Smith taught, The Holy Ghost has no other effect than pure intelligence. Light and truth equals the glory of God. The effect of the Holy Ghost upon the Gentile is to purge out the old blood and make him actually the seed of Abraham. The more light an individual receives, the higher their frequency becomes, and the more in line with the Savior and... The Father and Mother. This is precisely how individuals will become translated beings. It is a process. There are people who are going through this process and may not yet even realize it. Continuing on this path of enlightenment leads to the presence of the Savior and eventually to the presence of Heavenly Father and Mother. It is my prayer that we may look closely at the things that are holding us back from realizing and embracing our divine mission and purpose. Let us allow the Lord to turn our stumbling blocks into stepping stones. The world is wicked enough for the Lord to return to. He is waiting for a people to be ready to receive him. Let us awake and arise and answer the call which he has extended to us that we may be ready when he comes and we may know him. Footnote. For more information on this topic, consider reading Following the Light of Christ into His Presence by John Pontius.